I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You're listening to episode 38. If you missed the pilot episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what I call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds and hearts on things above. Colossians 3, 1 and 2, set your hearts and minds on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. I've come to believe, as I often say, the most important aspect of discipleship is mind discipleship. Because what happens in our minds influences so many things about our lives, our emotions, our actions, choices, behaviors. So we need to set our minds and thoughts on things above each and every day. I know I do. Today's thought from above is this. To pray is to let Jesus into your needs. In an earlier episode, I spoke about prayer. And the thought from above in that episode was that Jesus is praying for us. It's a powerful thought and one that I continually marvel at. I mean, wow, Jesus is praying for me and for you. It's a biblical reality. And as I often say on this podcast, every thought from above must be grounded and supported by Scripture. So the idea that Jesus intercedes for us is biblical and it's wonderful and it's encouraging. But today, what I want to do is unpack that idea even further because. You know, I like to unpack things. Of all the books I've read on prayer, the book simply titled Prayer by Ole Hallisby. Now, that's a funny name, Ole, O-L-E, Hallisby. His book on prayer is certainly in my top 10. I first read the book many, many years ago, and its basic truths about prayer have shaped my understanding of prayer as much as any book I've read. In the opening epigraph of the very first chapter of the book, Old Halsby quotes Revelation 3.20, and then he uses that verse as his foundation for what prayer is all about. So, listen now to Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with them and they with me. Halsby then explains why this verse is so central to how we understand prayer. He writes, To pray is to let Jesus come into our hearts. It is Jesus who moves us to pray. He knocks in order to move us to pray. Now, what a beautiful thought. When we're stirred to pray, are we aware that this stirring comes from Jesus himself? Think of a time when you felt the urge to finally turn something over to God Did you imagine, as I often do, that this was caused by your own initiative or by Jesus? For me, I often think, well, I've just reached the end of my rope. I guess I better pray. When I think about what Halsby's saying, it's amazing how subtle Jesus is. He knocks ever so gently, so gently that we may not even know it's him. Old Halsby continues, It is not our prayer which draws Jesus into our hearts. It is not our prayer which moves Jesus to come to us. All Jesus needs is access. He enters in of his own accord, and he enters wherever he is not denied admittance. 
Let me repeat that last sentence. He enters wherever he is not denied admittance. I find that last sentence very convicting. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If I take an honest appraisal of my spiritual life, particularly my prayer life, I must admit that my tendency is to try and fix everything in my life all on my own. Thank you very much. For some reason, Jesus is often my last resort. After I've exhausted all my resources, my cleverness, my intelligence, everything I have at my disposal, and found them wanting, then I finally surrender to Jesus and ask for his help. Sadly, I'm confronted by my unwillingness to let Jesus in, to offer him admittance right from the start. Do you resonate with this? I mean, why do I think that prayer is something that I do? Why do I approach prayer as if God were some kind of cosmic vending machine who'll give me what I want if I just put in the right coins? Why am I so unwilling to let Jesus right into the middle of my problems and my needs and my concerns? To be blunt, why do I put my confidence in the one person who consistently fails, me, and fail to trust the one person who's never failed me, namely Jesus? Old Halsby continues with another thought from above. To pray is nothing more than to let Jesus into our needs. To pray is to give Jesus permission to employ his powers in the alleviation of our distress. Wow. To pray is to give Jesus permission to employ his powers in the alleviation of our distress. Are you feeling any distress? In your marriage, in your finances, any distress in your relationships, or among your family members, or those you love? Any distress at work, or with your health, or all of the above? Are you willing to let Jesus employ His powers in these very situations? Are you willing to quit trying to manage them on your own? Years ago, I was coaching my men's tennis team, and one of my players, he did a great Darth Vader impression. He sounded just like Darth Vader, and he often cracked us up when he would quote lines from Star Wars. One day, I was playing against him and his doubles partner, and I hit a serve to him, and he returned it with a winner right by me. I looked up at him, and he said with his Darth Vader voice, Your powers are weak, old man. And it was so funny. We all fell on the court laughing. It was totally hilarious. But it was also true. My powers are weak. All of our powers are weak. More than we care to admit. Ole Halsby is speaking a great truth about prayer. We must realize that we are weak and turn to Jesus in prayer so that he can employ his immeasurable powers to help us in our distress. Halsby continues, The results of our prayers are not dependent on the powers of the one who prays. Our intense will, our fervent emotions, our clear comprehension of what we're praying for are not the reasons our prayers will be heard. Nay, God be praised, the results of prayer are not dependent on these things. To pray is nothing more than to open the door, giving Jesus access to our needs and permitting Him to exercise His own power in dealing with them. If you listen to this podcast enough, 
You know I often feel the need to mention at least one caveat, and I believe this subject requires one. My caveat about prayer is this. Prayer is not mechanical. Prayer is relational. When we pray, we invite God into our situation, or as Halsby put it, into our distress. But this does not mean that God's going to fix it in the time and manner and way that we would like. We're dealing with a God who sees what we cannot see, who has wisdom far beyond our wisdom. So when we pray, we surrender our situation to God in trust, relying on God to deal with it as God sees fit, in the time and manner only God knows best. Caveat complete. One last quote from Ol Halsby on prayer. To pray is to open the door unto Jesus, and that requires no strength. It's only a question of our wills. Will we give Jesus access to our needs? That's the one great and fundamental question in connection with prayer. So I leave us with that question. Will we give Jesus access to our needs? I cannot speak for you, but I can speak for me. When I read this passage just a few weeks ago for the second time in many years, I was, as you can probably tell, very challenged and convicted by it. Thank you, Ol Halsby, whose words speak to me long after you've gone to glory. I've since taken his challenge in my own prayer life, and for the past few weeks I've been listening to that subtle knock at the door of my heart, the one that comes in the form of distress. I now see that it's Jesus. I now recognize my distress not as the work of the enemy or even the work of my own doing, but as the knock of Jesus on my heart to say, pray. And I've been turning everything over to Jesus. You know, often people who read my books, they, they think my life is nothing but a sunny romp through spiritual bliss. But that's far from the case. I struggle with a lot of things, from family and friends, from problems at work and church and so on. Thanks be to God, I'm developing a new habit. I am turning everything over to the power of Jesus. And all I can say is, man, it's freeing. It feels like a great weight has been lifted off of me. Okay, one more caveat. The fact that I'm turning things over to Jesus in prayer doesn't mean that I just sit on the couch and tell Jesus what to do. I think of the great advice of C.S. Lewis, who said, Look, if there are weeds in your garden, don't pray about them. Pluck them up. There are things in my life that I know I just need to do, but there are lots of things that are well beyond my power, and when it comes to those things, I turn them to prayer. There are many things I have the power to do, and I do them, but there are many, many things that are beyond me, and for those things, I give access to Jesus, and I take them to the Lord in prayer. Oh, what a joy that is. I hope you join me next week for episode 39. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast at ApprenticeInstitute.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And you can also subscribe, which means you'll get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that if one day you are asked, what's on your mind? Your answer will be, things above. <laughs>